We are Chris and Beth Bruno, and this is the Walking With Podcast. God called you to walk with people. He called us to help you. Join us for a conversation at the intersection of theology, psychology, and ministry. Each week, our goal is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with more confidence in caring for the people you walk with. Welcome back to episode four of the Walking With podcast. This is Chris and Beth Bruno, and our goal on this show, remember, is to replace a little bit of your overwhelm with a little bit more confidence in walking with others in your care. And so this next series is going to be addressing frequently asked questions. What are we often being asked from ministry leaders and pastors coming into our counseling office? And so uh, this first one, we're going to kick off with uh, the question of how do I I help a couple navigate conflict. And we're going to go through what we call the four stages of conflict. So if you are in a team with a couple or working with a couple or pastoring a couple and they are experiencing conflict, this show is going to be for you. And just before we get into it, I want to remind you um, to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Or if you would prefer to watch, if you're watching us right now, go to our channel on YouTube. You can find all of that on www.restory labs.com and I want to encourage you to do that and I just want to say from the get-go that all that we talk about today we're going to put together in an easy to reference PDF for you to download go to restorylabs.com forward slash stages of conflict all right Chris let's get into this how would you answer that question well the reality is that every couple every relationship is going to have some level of conflict and so when people are asking me this question my initial response is not how do we navigate the conflict because first we have to know what kind of conflict we're having, which is where we get into these four stages. And so I wanna tell you about the four stages and then begin to unpack a little bit about how to help somebody navigate through that specific stage. So um, the first stage of conflict is differences. It's somehow where you and I are different from one another, uh, and that can cause a little bit of, uh, of tension or conflict just because I am not the same as you. And so when I say differences, I mean something that is just like internally intrinsic because of who you are. So I like to ski, you like to snowboard. I like chocolate, you like vanilla. It's some kind of difference that doesn't have some kind of moral backing or a lot of thinking to it or anything. It's just because you are who you are and I am who I am. And I've come to those differences in many ways because uh, of either my just tastes and flavors and things that I like or there's been maybe something in my family where we were a ski family and you were a surf family and something, you know, something like that. So there could be some family of origin stuff in there, but really at the end of the day, you are free to snowboard and I am free to ski and it's just a level of difference. I remember when we first got married, one of those for us was how we cooked yeah. in the kitchen, particularly <laughs> how we baked. And I remember uh, measuring cups and spoons were really just, you know, guides. They were not something to be 
you know, strictly used. And I would often be cooking and fill up one of the measuring cups with milk and just drink out of it. it and you were, the, crazy. you were the kind that would fill it up and, you know, measure it off with a knife and make sure it was perfect. And, and that caused a little bit of you know, discussion in those early days of of being newlyweds. Yeah. But when you're in one of those places, it's like, okay, that's just how you do things. And that's how I do things. And um, I can, I can live with those differences. And sometimes you have to have discussion about that. But really, at the end of the day, it's, it's okay. Um, What happens next, though, is we go from differences to a a little bit higher level of conflict, which uh, I would call disagreements. And this is a stage of conflict where it's not just a you like chocolate and I like vanilla, it's where there's more of my opinion and my thinking and my, my um, uh, theology or the way that I go about doing things is, uh, is different from yours and it's, a, it's more my opinion about something. We disagree. And so an example of that would be like where, um, where there might be like $100 and I believe that we need to save that and you believe that we need to like go out on a date. And so the the disagreement is what are we going to do with that money? Neither side is right or wrong necessarily. Uh, there's no like deep moral issue or something like that. It's just you know it is it is good to invest money in your relationship and go out, and it is good to invest money and save it so that you have it for later. So there's there's not a right or wrong to it, but there's a disagreement that comes with an opinion. This often happens uh, and primarily happens between uh, couples specifically with regard to money, with regard to parenting, and with regard to in-laws and extended family, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, right? So those disagreements are, we do things this way, and no, I do things this way, and so you just get into a disagreement about Mm -hmm. it. And that can uh, start to get a little bit more sparky in the relationship, Uh, and it's a matter of learning each other's uh, opinions, the preferences, where they're coming from. Uh, is there something you know about your opinion that I need to actually consider? Uh, and for you to consider something of my side. And generally, as we're in a disagreement place, it's a matter of uh, place. It's a matter of negotiation of, okay, we'll do something your way. We'll do something my way, or we'll find some space in the middle, right? When it's you know, chocolate and vanilla kind of things back in the differences. There's no, there's no need for middle. You can do you, I can do me, and we're still okay. The disagreements are where we are trying to navigate life together and figure out what to do with the holidays or what to do with that $100. That's where we actually need to come to an agreement to take the disagreement and bring it into a place of an agreement uh, through a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the next level is uh, is where it gets really, really tense. And that next level is what I would call actual conflict. It's where we are on opposing sides and uh, there is there is uh, a lot more energy going on with the situation. So there is a conflict happening. It's where uh, either a difference hasn't been dealt with right or a disagreement hasn't been dealt with right. Uh, and now we've entered into the level of conflict. And basically what happens is in those first two stages, uh, differences and disagreements, if there is an experience that any uh, either party has of uh, being disregarded, like dismissed, just disregarded, your opinion doesn't count, it doesn't matter, right? Dishonored, where it is uh, dis, uh, dismissed or, di- uh, or, or I don't actually respect who you are as a person or that opinion, that it's a valid opinion that's dishonored. 
or if there's some increase of distance, like I want to keep some distance away from you because I can't stand to be around you. If there's an, a sense of distance, like I'm going to leave, emotionally leave, physically leave, something like that, um, just that there's a distance. So if, if in the conversations, in the differences and disagreements, any of those experiences of disregard, dishonor, or distance happen, it actually triggers something far, far deeper than just your opinion. It's triggering more of something that's happened in your story, which is why we started this whole episode process with, uh, with talking about why story is so important. Mm -hmm. Because what it does is it brings up those places in your story, especially for the youngest parts of you, where you were disregarded, dishonored, or distanced, where relationship was broken, where it was like, you're not valuable, um, you're not worth my time, uh, I'm gonna keep my distance from you emotionally, I'm not gonna give you what you need emotionally. And that triggers those younger uh, parts of our story that then come to the fore, right? And that's when you're saying conflict happens. And that's when conflict happens. Now you can still navigate conflict if you can become aware that whatever you were disagreeing about is no longer the issue. Hmm. That uh, the minute you pass from disagreement into, into conflict, that what my phrase is, whatever's on the table is not really on the table, mm -hmm. right? So if we're disagreeing about uh, what we should do with that $100, and I've dishonored you or distanced from you, now it's no longer about the $100, now it's about the relationship and how I have made you feel as a result of whatever it was that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. But really what you're also saying is it's not just the current relationship there present either, Exactly. but it's another story, another narrative from, from childhood that is also present in that triggering moment. Right. One of, uh, one of my clients, he likes to use this phrase, um, double click on that. And so what basically happened is what uh, in the dishonoring or distancing that I did, I double clicked on a story mm -hmm. that was dormant until I came across it. And I either purposely or most of the time, you know, inadvertently double clicked on something. Now that's up on the screen. And now you are actually living as if what is on the screen is actually the experience you're having of me, even if it might be 30 years old, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that in the conflict stage, that is really important to be aware of that whatever is on the table is really not the issue on the table. You've got to now start to address the relationship and what I have triggered in you and what you have triggered in me. The fourth stage then is if you don't do that well in conflict, if you don't attend to now the true issue, the issue of the relationship that, that we're talking about, you will then uh, go into a fight. That's the, the final, the fourth stage is a fight. And now it is you have become my enemy and I have to defend myself against you and uh, find some way for me to get safe. And so now we're now we're actually fighting and that's where there there's no healthy relationship in the context of fighting. There can be healthy relationship in those first three steps but there is no healthy relationship in the context of fighting. We actually have to take a break, take a step back. All the parts of us have been activated and actually our our executive functioning has gone on offline and I'm I'm reverting back into this complete fight or flight mode and so we actually need to take a pause at that stage. And that's where most couples wonder, what what is this about? Like what are we even fighting about? Where right, did this exactly. come from? Or they feel foolish, shameful about what it really started out as, right? Yeah, and that's where the reaction doesn't equate the crime, right? Is where there's some significant reaction that's happening and it's like, I just 
ask you to put the dishes away or I just, you know, there's something really small. And now we're in this massive, massive fight. Um, and again, you just said it really well. Like a lot of couples are like, I don't even remember what we're fighting about, mm-hmm. but I hate you right now. Right, <laughs> right, right. You are my enemy. Right. You are my enemy. So let's, we need to give a specific example of this. What would this look like in a, in a you can, it can be a hypothetical couple, but sure. a real story I mean, that's a relatable story where a couple is experiencing this kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, so a hypothetical story would be uh, a couple comes in and uh, they're all just like livid at each other and they sit down and they're staring off at the opposite wa- walls and they're completely activated in some way. And so in those four stages, you would kind of read, well, okay, they're in a fight, right? So how do we get to the fight? Well, it started by um, in asking them a little bit more. Well, she puts the sponge for you know washing the dishes. She puts the sponge on the side, and he puts the sponge in the sink. Okay. Okay. So there's there's a. So is that a difference? It's just a difference. Okay. Right. It's just a difference that you like it there, and I like it there, and that's just a, a place where it where it sits. Now they could have back way back when they could have been like, okay, well you put it there and I put it there. We'll, we'll be okay with that. It escalates a little bit more into if there's opinions about why you put the sponge on the side or in the sink. And in this, this case, right, she puts the sponge on the side so that it doesn't get dirty with all, you know, you pour your coffee in the, in the sink and you put all the other stuff and it just doesn't continue to get dirty. It's, it's clean and safe on the side, um, right? And it's more likely to dry and not get full of bacteria than it is if it's in the sink. He puts it in the sink because it looks cleaner and it looks nicer and it's all kind of put away and he doesn't want it to drain on the side. He doesn't want it to deal with caulking the sink again and trying to figure all that out as there's increasing moisture on the side. So there's a, so there's reasons behind what they do. So right? it's a disagreement. So now it's a disagreement of, well, I have my opinion, you have your opinion. And so they could at that stage have worked through it with regard to what are we gonna do? Do we get a soap dish? Can we get a little container to put it in? Is there you know, a little suction cup thing we can put on the inside of the sink? You know, Some other way to negotiate mm-hmm. an answer to this. In their conversation, however, in trying to negotiate something, um, he did something to her. He said something to her and it was, and it was inadvertent. Right? It was completely, he didn't mean to do this. He wasn't trying to be mean. Uh, but he did something that sounded similar to her father mm-hmm. with his tone and some diminishment, uh, some kind of feeling of like dishonor towards her. And it was his tone, not his words, but his tone that said something, al- something along the lines of, um, why would you be so stupid? Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. to leave it on the side. Why would you be so stupid? That's the double click that I'm talking about. That mm. in that moment we left the topic of the sponge and now we're in a completely different realm with regard to now she is uh, she is less than he is, she is distant from him, she is dishonored and and she's fully activated into those places of her story where her father, who was a verbally abusive man, was um, you know continually dis, uh, dismissing her and dim- diminishing her. So now she's feeling all those feelings and we've gone now from disagreement into that conflict stage. So had he in that moment watched and recognized the transformation that happened on her face when he said that, 
they could have stayed there in conflict and he could have offered her care. He could have said, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that was so so you know harsh of a tone i didn't mean it that way um will you forgive me right he's working on repairing the relationship at that moment or asking the question that you ask that's maybe your most asked question and most unnerving question is what's going on there yeah what's going on and just pausing to to say i see I see that a shift yeah. just occurred. I, I recognize we're no longer talking about the sponge. Something happened. And just a simple yeah. statement of what's going on there. Yeah. And she may or may not know, but to be, but to just stop the, the potential conflict escalating yeah. and to just stop it right in that moment would be just a great, easy takeaway from this entire conversation right. to help couples stop having so much conflict. Just that one statement alone yeah. is Just a game changer. What's going on? Something happened, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And if this couple had been able to do that, right, then uh, they wouldn't have escalated to the point of being in the fight. Now, he didn't do that, right? <laughs> and so there is a, a, a sense that now she, being triggered from this story, has to find a way to defend herself. And the best way that she, as a little girl, found to defend herself was to disappear, right? There was no competition between her uh, her little person and his dad's big person, right? And so the best thing for her to do was disappear. And so in the midst of this conflict, she completely shut down and left the conversation and left the room, actually, which then triggered his story of being uh, neglected and abandoned as a kid, right? In in either big or small ways, it doesn't matter. You know, just a little bit of that feeling of being disregarded, dishonored, or distance is going to trigger those things. And so that distance between him and her activated his story. And now, so now there's just, you know, rather than two, you know, a husband and a wife fighting, now it's a little boy and a little girl fighting. And so they're in this place of, I just got to survive you. Right. And, and I'm this enemy. And that's when they walk into the room, when they're most activated in both of their stories, and they're in a complete full-on fight. But if you as a as a counselor, if you as a pastor, if you as a minister can, can pause them for a second and slow things down to say, okay, what has, how have we gotten to this point? Where, where did this start and what are we really fighting about? Uh, and kind of backtrack a little bit and see where things went off the rails. That can be hugely helpful for a couple to recognize, oh my gosh, we are fighting about a sponge. Um, I don't want to fight with you. I, I want to be present to you. I want to be. I want to love you. All those things, and mm -hmm. and they can really leave the room very different than where they came in, merely by helping you, um, helping them identify where they are on those stages of conflict. Although, wouldn't you say that's the best case scenario? The reality is, by the time they come and ask for help, by the time they're in a pastor's office or talking with a trusted friend or counselor about this, they've already experienced this cycle time after time after time. And this is now their patterned response. She disappears and shuts down. He you know, that like this is how they are now in their relationship. And so best case scenarios after one conversation, they move toward one another differently. But honestly, it could take a lot of time to relearn different ways of relating. Yes, I, I think that's totally right. It is. It takes a lot of repeated patterns of correct behaving because they have so many repeated patterns of incorrect behaving. It does take time to mm -hmm. find new ways and patterns of being together. However, I will say, I feel like God is given us uh, such a um, internal, spiritual, emotional, even physiological response to kindness 
that the moment that there is an introduction of kindness, the the darkness begins to flee. Mm. And so I have actually seen couples come in at that fight level, leave in a very different place after a single conversation that, um, that they've recovered significantly. And what we're trying to do is basically teach and train them on how to engage each other differently. Now, are they going to go back and have another fight about the toilet seat or, you know, or something random like that? Yes, they will. But um, it's it's helping them get into those kinds of patterns. And the best way to do that is to slow them down while they're with you and walk them through these four stages of conflict and just begin to unpack mm-hmm. what's gone on for them. Right. Well, that's probably a whole nother conversation is how to be kind and how to slow people down to actually experience kindness. So I'm gonna stop you right now, or else we could just keep going. So I hope that this is helpful, just a little bit of the four stages of conflict and how to help a a couple or any two people in relationship begin to see that story is at work. That's why we started uh, with episodes one through three talking about story and our story framework. So important to understand. Go back and listen to those if you haven't. And if you wanna learn more about our story framework, Framework. As a reminder, it's at restorylabs.com forward slash episode one. Uh, I hope that you're enjoying the Walking With podcast. And if you are, we would love if you would not only go subscribe on iTunes, but leave a review. Reviews help bump that up in the algorithms and help more people in ministry find this and hopefully replace a little bit more of their overwhelm with confidence. So stay tuned next week, same time, same place. We will see you then.